Broncos country. Let's ride. ride. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. It's Anything But Work with your boy, Shane. And Caleb. And we're back again for episode 15 of the podcast. Today is October 8th, 2022. Mm-hmm. And we're recording from my new apartment. Yes, sir. Sir. How, how are you feeling about the year 2022? It's beating my ass, to be <laughs> honest. 2022 had me in the corner. I was... Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't as bad as 2020, though. But, I mean, how many years are... 2022 is up there for me as one of the worst. I, yeah. You know, I kind of feel that. Yeah. 2021 <laughs> felt like, oh, this is... It's getting up. I thought things were like on a general arc of improvement, but it yeah. was the calm before the storm. I'm happy with where it's ending, though. I yeah, feel like yeah. we're in the the wrap up, the denouement. And I hope we got the last quarter of the year left, so hopefully we can have some redemption. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I it's good. I the new apartment's awesome. Yeah, we definitely we're getting scanned still by movers, but you know, all things considered. It could be a lot worse. Things are great. Yeah. Now. 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 For yeah. now. For now. Continue. Knock on the wood. Where's the wood at? Yeah. <laughs> okay. But how's your, how, so you said the year's been treating you less than great. How have you been lately? Oh, I mean, late, since the last episode, um, just a busy with, um, the that thing, thing we don't the, talk yeah, about. Yeah, the thing that we don't talk about. But also, I, I got a, a new gym membership. Ooh, a, where, so what gym see. exactly? Are we talking Blink? Planet Fitness? <laughs> no, no, no. 24-hour fitness. <laughs> the, uh, no, it, it closes. Crunch? Uh, no, not Crunch. It's, uh, it's the YMCA. It's, uh, it starts with the E and ends with the Quinox. And then... Um, wow. Yeah, I mean, it's it's... I love it. I bet. I mean, don't they like... Scrub your feet. I mean, okay, so I don't like, I don't spend a lot of money in on like myself, mm. per, and for the most part, I actually I feel like I spend the majority of my money on like, um, experiences. Mm. So the aka club. aka food and travel, <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> yeah, I guess alcohol, and yeah. so I'm just like you know this is gonna be my my one luxury thing. Hmm. that i do for myself i mean hell of a luxury like yeah it's about perfecting your body oh and it's it's yeah the last other thing i see it as kind of like an investment in myself too yeah i'm, I'm loving it so far health as well health as well it's it definitely like t- it's a commitment um like change my whole schedule up and now we're waking up at 5 45 during the week jesus yeah <laughs> could not be me but i respect the hell out of it truly and hey, you're more likely to wake up at, or go to sleep at five than wake up at five right? i'm just as likely to fly right now so <laughs> i mean you know maybe one day maybe not equinox yeah well yeah yeah there's a gym in my new building though oh, and an elevator on the way in yeah it's pretty nice, you know. So yeah, it's really nice. I may, I mean, I may be hitting that. Maybe not at five forty-five. In the yeah, morning, but <laughs> it, honestly, it feels great. By the time I get to my desk, I'm like, it's completely. It's like eight a.m. and I'm completely energized. Like, I mean, yeah, you've been like awake it feels like, like it's like four one hours. p.m. Like I've been awake for the entire day. The only thing is, I don't really, I don't usually eat breakfast. Ooh. So by lunchtime, I'm starving. 
So I think I'm gonna have to start eating breakfast. Yeah, no, you're gonna if you're waiting on five forty five, you need some kind of fuel. Yeah. Do you yeah. eat breakfast? Not as much as I want to. I love breakfast. You know, I had a conversation with a friend once. Uh shout out Jasmine, not the Jasmine I live with, but the Jasmine's also one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. We got dinner a couple of days ago and I was talking about eating Pop Tarts. She said something <laughs> so profound to me where she's like, Pop Tarts are trash. Like it's not good. Yeah. And for me, I I had to sit and think about that because I think I really enjoy Pop-Tarts, but I finished the box two days ago for breakfast and I was like, well, have you ever, did you put them in the toaster? No, I I heated, I usually heat them up in the microwave. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, functionally. Yeah. Okay. I just feel like I'm eating it and I kind of had the same thought about cereal recently too. There's a point where you buy it because you're so excited to eat a Pop-Tart, especially as an adult. It feels yeah. like a luxury to get like cereal or a Pop-Tart, like, ooh, I'm going to indulge something yeah. kind of unhealthy. And you're chewing it. And some part of you realizes this is like, this is super dry pasty bread <laughs> and like jelly with some frosting on top of it. This kind of sucks. Yeah. I think also it's, uh, this is like a broader conversation, but. Like most breakfast foods are like dessert. If yeah. You, if you really think about it. Yeah. It's just, you're eating dessert right Pop now. Pop-Tarts, cereal, even even pancakes, waffles that are covered in syrup and, and whipped cream. See, it's like is, so much sugar and and cream. Yeah. And, and dairy. Da- yeah. And this, this is the conversation I had with Jasmine because I think we were arguing about what constitutes breakfast food. And I said most pastries... Or most breakfast food is pastries. Like there's a big overlap in that Venn mm-hmm. diagram. And she's like, no, like a Danish isn't breakfast food. And I'm like, go to any cafe. Like it absolutely is. Yeah. You know, have you, are you familiar with um, like, I think his name, it's not, it's not Harvey Kellogg. Bad thing will get the name for me later. But the guy who made Kellogg's cereal, do you know why he made cereal? He effectively invented it? No. Does it get you to stop jerking off? this is not a joke it's not a joke so kellogg was a really like what super weird puritan dude and his general idea behind cereal was that the routine discipline required to eat a rather bland corn-based meal would essentially cleanse your body of all toxins by keeping you regular and also that discipline would encourage you to abstain from sin Mm. uh one of which was masturbation. He also was like really into like full body flushes. So he would have like an enema going at the same time that he's like chugging OD water. And he would like wash his whole body out. Super weird guy. But Frosted Flakes hit. So thank you for that. Uh, I'm not sure if all aspects of that plan worked out as intended. Billions of people eat cereal and billions of people masturbate. It's actually, I mean, it's really bad for you. Cereal? Yep. Well, well, yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. It's it's not good for you. But like, I grew up eating that shit. You know, like oh, every morning. Did you did you get to eat uncut cereal? Like, there's no alteration made to it. Uncut cereal. So my mom. I was eating like cinnamon toast crunch and like Captain Crunch. You lucky bastard. Fruit Loops. You lucky bastard. Fruity Pebbles, actually. My mom, what she would do is, you know, you can buy like those containers that you pour your cereal in. Yeah. So my mom would buy that, and what she would do is she would say, 
oh, you really want these Lucky Charms, right? And I'm like, yeah, like, I want them really badly. She's like, well, I'm reading the sugar. And it's like 14 grams of sugar per serving. Yeah. You're eating two bowls. It's a lot of sugar first. Thing it is. It so is. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy some plain Cheerios, right? <laughs> and so she'll pour like 25% of the way Lucky Charms, right? Then the rest, she's just dumping Cheerios in the box, <laughs> shaking that motherfucker up. And that was the cereal. And mind you, like 80% of Lucky Charms is trash. They're there for the marshmallows and all the other bland random shapes are a conduit to the marshmallows. Mm. Now it's like 5% marshmallow in there. And that's what I grew up with. I love you, mom. But damn, I felt deprived. Yeah, that's, that's actually that's unfortunate. But you were getting uncut. Uncut. Straight sugar. Damn. Actually, you need to add extra sugar when, when, um, when, uh, not, not for like cinnamon toast crunch and stuff like but that. But for like what? But for, uh, Rice Krispies. Oh, that's just necessary. Yeah, you put you put the extra sugar in there. Drink the milk at the end. Jesus, there'd be some sugar at the bottom. I'm of so it. jealous yeah. right now. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm feeling real envy. Childhood me is fuming right now. And now I'm at Equinox, so okay. <laughs> full circle. Actually, last thing I'll say about Equinox too, because you mentioned full body flush. <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> yesterday I had um, I the last two weeks I've been doing hot. I did hot yoga. Oh, really? On uh. Like Friday, the Williamsburg location, I do hot yoga every Friday from like 6.30 to 7.30. So it's basically, it's just a yoga class, but they turn the temperature up in the room to like 85 degrees or something like that. Wow. But afterwards, I went into the steam room and I've never been in a steam room before. And that shit is crazy. I walked in there and I'm literally every single inch of my body was sweating within 10 seconds. Yeah, it's powerful stuff. Oh, and it's so like steamy, and the air is so thick; it's like almost hard to breathe, and you can barely see in front of you. And I was in there for no more than ten minutes, probably five minutes. My heart was just racing. I felt like every toxin in my body had left, <laughs> and I was I was like dripping sweat, like dripping, dripping, but it felt so good. I left there. Every all my pores were cleansed. My congestion I mean, was clean. His skin's looking really good right my skin, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have all these. They have these like Kiehl's products, like all these like skincare shit. Hmm. So they have like face wash, face moisturizer, like these different kinds of lotions. And yeah. I now I'm looking at you. You look so youthful. I haven't taken a shower at home in like two weeks. All Equinox? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm taking showers. I'm taking showers. Can Just we get not... a rough estimate of yeah. how much an Equinox membership <laughs> is for our listeners? Mind you, this is not a sponsored episode. We never have those. Well, so there's three tiers of, of um, oh, God. membership. There's three tiers. You can, well, there's four tiers, actually. But, of course. So there's a, so you can get, like, an individual membership to just, like, your local Equinox. That's the cheapest one. Okay. You can get memberships to all of the Equinox in the United States. Mm -hmm. And then there's the destination membership, which is Equinox to every, or a membership to access to every Equinox in the United States, plus, like, their destination locations. Um, and those are the locations that have, like, extra amenities so like pools and rock climbing walls and basketball courts the whole and shebang like 
you know, like spas, saunas, like all this extra shit. Like, for example, one of them would be the Hudson Yards location in New York City. And lastly, there's like the executive membership, which I don't even know what that is. And the the, the price isn't even on the website. Yeah, like, so it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, if you don't know, you yeah. ain't finna know. So I don't know. I mean, I ha- so I have the third tier, which is access to like the destination locations. Oh, nice. And I had a, a discount from... The, the place that the, we do not the place, talk about. The place for the thing that we don't talk about. Exactly. Happens, of course. Um, but it's been, I think it's in my, just be, for my personal situation, it's been worth it. I wouldn't recommend it to everybody though. Well, yeah, financially, because I don't think, yeah, nah. <laughs> it ain't seeing me. How many zeros? Yeah. <laughs> A month? You're making Netflix look cheap, bro. Yeah. Oh, my God. I stick with this. You don't even got shit to watch, but exercise these thumbs. Stick with the uh, blink. Thank you very much. Yeah, blink. I don't even know the money missing from my account. I like that. That's that's my kind of gym. Well, well. So, okay. This is actually the last thing. The say. last thing. The last thing. Because the location I go to usually is at Rockefeller Center because it's right across the street from my office. Nice. So it's it's funny because when I'm like I said, I get there around like six forty-five in the morning, and um, there's all the people like lined up outside, waiting to watch like Good. What is it? Is it Good, Good Morning America? Yeah, Good Morning America. Like waiting to like go into the little sit, uh, circle or whatever because they have concerts and stuff. Yeah, you get to see like Mariah Carey do a backflip. Or... Yeah, I actually saw Alicia Keys once. Where? My first. Literally my first day of college. Wow. Yeah. See, New York is so <laughs> no. cool. I, yeah. Caleb got to go to college in the city. Yeah. And I always wonder how different that must have been since I went to college in the middle of nowhere. I loved it, but I did feel deprived. Yeah. My fir- my very first day of college, I went to, there was an Alicia Keys concert at, at, for Good Morning America. And I went with one or three other people. One of them is still like one of my closest friends to this day, Darwin. Nice, <laughs> I love Darwin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, and yeah, we. I just didn't sleep that night. It was it was great. It was a great time. I slipped on a banana peel. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? I'm dead serious. How? I was like full, like horrid. My body was like horizontal. Off a banana peel, bro. Yep. It fell on the New York City sidewalk. It's real. It's it's it real. Must be. Actually, that makes me think. It's a perfect segue to talking about, you know, another universe where banana peels are quite dangerous. Yep. So the trailer for Illumination and Nintendo's Super Mario Brothers movie mm-hmm. was released a few days ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, what did you think? For some context for our viewers, uh, Caleb and I are half of what we call the smash brothers basically just are the the homies from high school yeah obviously we bonded a lot over smash yeah and caleb's favorite character who he calls the man himself he is the man himself yeah is is mario mario himself yeah that's his full name by the way the mario no mario mario is his full name first and last (laughs) yeah because if they're the mario brothers so luigi's name is luigi mario yes Wait, I actually never knew if that. There, and you know what would actually confirm that? The original Mario Brothers movie. 
Interesting. Yeah, live action. I believe it came in out in 1993. My brother and I rented it once from Blockbuster, and uh, it was trash, right? It traumatized me for life. <laughs> it's a very different movie. It's like this weird <laughs> cyberpunk thing. But in the what? movie, they go like, "Oh, like you guys are the Mario brothers, but your name's Mario." Yeah, and Mario is like, "Yeah, like oh, mine is Mario, that's... Mario, and Luigi Mario. That's our names." Because if they're the Mario brothers, that's like canon. Well, I'm not, the movie's probably not canon. But if they're called the Mario Bros and it's not canon, then it's very insulting to Luigi. So I'm going to go ahead and believe that it's canon because it's hilarious. Like Mario has like leader of the friend group energy. He does have really big leader of the friend group energy, yeah. which is funny because like in any game where you where Mario is not the only person you can play as, I would never be caught dead playing as Mario. Which is why I think it's funny that Mario's like his favorite character because Mario's just like he's the lamest person there. Nah, come on, man. No, that's the on. guy. I love Mario. He's the goat. When I have no options, when the game is built around being Mario, I think it's awesome. Mario right. Galaxy, great. Sunshine, Odyssey, all of these games. I love playing as Mario. But if I don't have to be Mario, <laughs> I won't. I won't even think about being him. <laughs> For, it, Luigi's right there. <laughs> Luigi goaded. He he's Luigi isn't the group leader, but he's the guy who you know you meet them and you don't really know the vibes. You're kind of like he should be though. Yeah, Luigi got Riz. No, I fuck with Luigi. I fuck with Luigi. Luigi has drip. Luigi got some drip. Luigi got some drip for real, man. And he with Daisy, who's the best princess. Not close. So, what were your thoughts on the trailer? Right. So, I watched the trailer live. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll start by saying the animation is gorgeous. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big fan of Illumination, the animation studio behind it. What I else think, do they make? So, they made the Despicable Me movies. Okay. Uh, which include the Minions franchise. Huge. Yeah. They made the Lorax. Okay. Still haven't seen either of those. Yeah. You're not missing much. Um, they also made, I think, Hop. Lo- Which, the Lorax is a Dr. Seuss book, right? Right. They made the adaptation. And okay. yeah, uh, not good. I feel like <laughs> if you're making an adaptation of the Lorax and it has a product placement commercial during the marketing of the movie promoting like a Subaru, Wait, you what? did not understand the Lorax. Hmm. The Lorax is an eco-terrorist. That is the point. Yeah. He's very like, you know, speak for the trees. And come on. That's not. He's the hero. We shouldn't sanitize that in any way. Anyway, though, you know they made those movies. Mm-hmm. They tend to make their movies really cheap, so you know low overhead, tons of profit. It's worked very well for them. Yeah. Clearly. So when they're like they're making the Mario movie, I was like, well, this is about to be trash. Yeah. It's probably gonna be like a Kesha song in the trailer. No disrespect to Kesha. It's just you know, animated movie trailers. <laughs> then they announced the cast last year. And Jasmine can tell you, I was like on the ground in tears. Laughing or crying? Both. <laughs> Literally, Shigeru Miyamoto on screen goes, here's the Mario Brothers cast. And the first picture is Chris Pratt as Mario. I about shit myself laughing. That is the stupidest shit I've ever seen in my life. All that to say, when the trailer drops, and the trailer is mostly Bowser, mm-hmm. who's voiced by Jack Black, I was very happy. Yeah. Uh, I think he sounds like he's having so much fun. It's just a good vibe. The movie's beautiful. Yeah. 
We're clearly putting the money into it. It is beautiful. Yeah, I, I actually have no complaints really about the trailer, except when Mario opens his mouth. Mm. He didn't even try. So my man's is supposed to be an Italian plumber. Right. But it's Chris Pratt. Like, they couldn't even get a spicy white for this one. No, we're talking about Star-Lord Chris Pratt. We're talking about... Jurassic World Jurassic World Chris Pratt. Fuck his character's name. (laughs) We're talking... Lego Movie 1 and 2. Yeah, no. Which, actually, you know what? <laughs> Thinking about those movies made me go, okay, this might not be the worst thing. But also, it just sounds like him. Yeah, just, it just sounds like Chris Pratt. It sounds like Chris Pratt. He didn't try at yeah. all. No. What was so funny about it, too, is that, like, he was really hyping it up. Mm. He's like, yeah, guys, like, I'm really doing something different, like... <laughs> It's gonna be vibe. And I was like, he's like, you've never heard something like this in the Mario universe before. And I'm like, you're absolutely right. It's just you talking. There's not even any kind of accent. I would take an the Italian accent would probably be offensive, but also Mario himself is such an insanely stereotypical portrayal of what it means to be Italian that they probably should have just leaned into it. It's a me. <laughs> it's funny, actually. I was watching. Uh, I mean, clearly, if you don't know this by now, we're, we're both like nerds, right? Super nerds, yeah. So I I was watching um, RDC World's first reaction to the watch to the the movie trailer. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. And uh, Mark makes a great point where like because they're talking about the accent, how it's not Italian and stuff like that. And like the very last words of the trailer, Mario oh. is like, "Mushroom Kingdom, here we come," and. <laughs> Mark is like, bro, it's literally one of Mario's catchphrases. Catch <laughs> it's like the only thing he says. Go! Here we go! Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, <sighs> who wrote the script? <laughs> it's, even if you're going to give him an American accent, it's like, here we come? You could have easily said, here we go. And here's the thing. It's the trailer. <laughs> here we go! <laughs> the line doesn't even have to be that... They chose that line, bro. Yeah. If the line didn't even end up being in the movie, I probably wouldn't have been mad. I would have been mad. But I would have been like, okay. But they put that take for that such an easy hit in the trailer. So easy. So easy. God. They're missing out big time. So easy. (laughs) I'm so upset. Yeah. (laughs) Nah, we're still going to be in the theaters day one. But I just have to be honest with myself. I, I'm sold. Oh, 100%. A hundred percent. I was probably gonna buy tickets even if I thought it was trash. I mean, I don't think we. I don't think we've spoke spoken about how much, like, Super Smash Bros. impacted our relationship and our, um, experience in high school. Have we spoken about that? We not at length, and it's it's probably worth going into. I would love to make that this episode, honestly. <laughs> Because that could fill an episode. Yeah, it could. It really, it really could, could fill, fill an episode. episode. There's so many experiences. For example, just a random one. My sophomore year, I was failing geometry. Which, you know, is silly on a number of levels. On the face of saying it feels ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Additionally, I mean, it's geometry. Yeah. You know? Shapes. Fair. So why do I have to prove that I know this is a triangle? Right. 
an isosceles, whatever. Stupid. Whatever. Okay. Forget math. The point is, I'm failing this class. Mm-hmm. It's late at night the day before my exam, mm-hmm. and everyone is studying. I come into the common room. You're not playing Smash Boys? Come on, let's <laughs> set the game up. We gotta play. We gotta play. We gotta play. We gotta play. I'm like, come on, guys, one game, one game. Everybody's like, I guess we finished studying. You know, studying shame. Let's play the game. Let's play the game. Don't worry about it. So we up all night playing Smash Brothers. I didn't study for that exam at all, <laughs> at all, at all, knowing I was failing. I administrators are coming up to me like, dude, like bad yeah academic probation i'm like heard you completely understood i'll do better mm-hmm. where is my favorite controller guys come on you know how this goes you got to get it set up and i literally showed up and like bombed it it was so bad like i i think i had like a toxic relationship with my education mm-hmm. for like two or three years in high school because i was like i think i was smart enough where I can fix this later on if I really, really try. Mm-hmm. But right now, I want to play Smash Brothers. Yeah. It was worth it, TBH. And we definitely enabled that. Oh, for sure. Why wouldn't you? It's a great game. <laughs> uh, I have another story to tell. Go for it. So, all right. So, there, there are multiple times where literal hands were thrown over this game. Oh. <laughs> but I'm going to tell... <laughs> A, a specific story. This only happened once in two between two people who shall not be named. Of course the, not. For the sake of their um, privacy. This show really respects <laughs> that anonymity yeah. in these stories. But so if you know... If you, you know, know, you know. If you know, you know. If So this was our freshman year. Um, this is when we were playing on a GameCube still, Super Smash Bros. Melee. And the in our freshman year common room, like the dorm that we lived in, um, there was Shane didn't live actually in the same dorm yeah. as like the majority of our. I was friends. across the street. Yeah. So, in order for us for him to stay the night, he had to like sleep over and like basically like we had to sign him in and have him sleep on someone's floor. So this weekend he was sleeping over. Um, in the common room there was the TV, like all these couches, and then there was a ping pong table. And so we were playing a big group of people. And for some reason, these two two kids got into it, and they're like, "Okay, one v one me. I bet I could beat you." And whoever wins gets to spank the other person with a ping pong paddle. <laughs> oh my god! I feel like we're giving away like yeah. company secrets. So like, oh, so they both agree it was consensual, one hundred percent. Oh, I'm glad the spanking was consensual. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm they, very glad. So they both agree. Everyone's watching. This kid wins. Let me say, this kid is so annoying, bro. <laughs> this was years ago. This is this is years ago. So maybe everyone involved is a better. Yeah. He could very much be um, an extremely different and more mature person. We haven't kept in contact with him at all. At at all. Um. So he wins the game. The other person bends over the couch, as was agreed upon, and he slaps the shit out of his ass, right? (laughs) With the ping pong. (laughs) Now, 
the person who got smacked might be the most competitive person I've ever met in my entire life, like as an individual, easily. And so, of course, he's like, run it back. He wants to get his spanking. <laughs> so they run it back. He loses again. He gets smacked. They run it back again. They run it again. He gets smacked. Run it back again. This went on for like an hour. Jesus. This you gotta on. sit to play the game, so I know his ass was hurt. This went on for a minute. Eventually, and they just keep going. Eventually, um, they run it back one last time. And the person that had been spanked about 25 times, he finally wins the game. So after all the spanking and the taunting and the embarrassment and people making fun of him, there's a lot of pent-up energy at this point. Mm -hmm. So the kid, the kid who won a bunch, he goes and bends over the couch, you know, as was agreed upon. And the other person goes to the other side of the room and gets almost into like a track stance. Oh, he's charging up. With the ping pong paddle in hand. And charging up, charging up, he runs and smacks his ass so hard with the ping pong paddle that it literally shatters <laughs> It, it literally shattered over him. <laughs> and that was that was the last game of the night. That was that was the climax. You gotta stop there. Yeah, no. I mean, after that point, well, we couldn't play ping pong anymore because we were <laughs> <off the> <laughs> So that that was uh that was definitely a moment, and uh, <laughs> one of my favorite memories of high school, honestly, easily. It's just funny because you weren't there. I don't. I wasn't there. You, you said there I was better than I. I, I was thought like, you I wasn't were there, there that. No, oh, this story has been told to me so many times. Yeah. That I feel like I remember it happening. I was not there. Oh my god, that's a that's a classic moment for but, sure. Well, that's the thing. You know, video games sort of bound us together, yeah. especially that first year since I lived with the rest of people ended up becoming my best friends. So I was there often, and the best excuse to hang out at the time was to play Smash Brothers. So right. Like we went through iterations of that game, man. Yeah, we played melee, brawl, hacked me uh, brawl, so we could play Project M. Yep, very underrated. That is an excellent. That is the best Smash game, if you ask me. Yeah, but, you know it's unofficial, so you know how it is. And yeah, like Smash is life. Yeah, we were really the Smash Bros. We all had our main people. Caleb was Mario because he's basic. That's my guy. Yeah. The man himself. <laughs> <laughs> was it? Our, our other friend was Zelda. Mm -hmm. You know, I was, uh, I was a few people. Ivysaur. Peach. Or Samus. Pe oh, Peach, yeah. That's my girl. Yeah. I, I, I low-key did some Peach slander earlier in the episode. I take it all back. Yeah. Peach the day one homie. Yeah. And uh, yeah, of course, you know, the last friend, the super competitive one. That we mentioned earlier is a tryhard, so he played uh, <laughs> whoever was the best character in the game, depending on the game at the time. Uh, Falco, I think, was the main one. Yeah, exactly. So, nah, we know your tricks, dude. If you're, if you're upset about it, listen to this episode, won't be one. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make it happen. No hacks, no cheap characters. Let's do it for real. Let's do it live. This was all four years, too. Oh, yeah. It's all four years. It was especially um junior year was the one year where we all four of us actually lived in the same dorm yeah 
And so, also just so happened to be at least my like hardest year of high school. Oh yeah, I do. As far as like as far as the workload goes, I feel like workload it finally clicked for me, probably because I started studying. Yeah, and I feel like you were also taking the classes that you enjoyed too. That made all the difference, which makes a big difference. Yeah, but personally, like life wise, outside of that, easily like the hardest year of high school. Definitely, probably. For me, that was like my 2020 before 2020 mm. in terms of everything else going to shit. But Junior year? Yeah. Not sophomore year? Sophomore year was really hard. Academically, I was really struggling. But junior year was like, I did not want to go home. Yeah. I, I think that's I think that's sort of a, a situation people end up in at boarding school. Right. You're so young. You've left home. And... <laughs> When things start going wrong at home, it becomes really easy to start dissociating from where you come from. Right. So for me, I I just wanted nothing to do with it because it stressed me out. Yeah. So I was like, I I was really walking in, like kicking the door and smash. (laughs) Just had a difficult phone call. Yeah. (laughs) Get the word of the controllers. (laughs) I need this right now. Yeah. Yeah, so it was like that. It right. was like that. Right. But you know, we had great times. Great times. Great times, man. Bullied people off that game. You know, we were such... That is also not an exaggeration. That's not an exaggeration at all. Literally, <laughs> somebody's like, oh, can I like get next game? And he got next game, and it was like a silent agreement. We demolished this kid just to get him to, to leave. I mean, it was also an agreement... <laughs> I was. The, it's really bad, it was, but it's like I mean, we were sixteen. We were assholes. Really bad. It was really bad, but there was. It was also like, yo, if I one v one you, and you don't kill me once, you have to leave. Oh yeah, it's like you have to go to bed. Yeah, <laughs> and it happened, and he really went to bed. Yeah, he really just went to sleep. I was like, damn, <laughs> that's bad. That's really bad. Yeah. No. <laughs> Say like, yeah, man. I feel like when it really counted in high school, I wasn't a bystander. But when it didn't really matter that much, absolutely, I was off to the sidelines. I could have been better. Yeah. And when it came to like, we want to play video games with you, you know, like, we were so into Smash. Literally, we were offered alcohol multiple times, and we're like, nah, we're gonna get another game or two in. Like, I, this really happened. We were also very good, but we were very like we were very good boys. Yeah, we didn't we we feared getting in trouble. Yeah, I mean to a certain degree. The threat of reprisal when you're already on significant financial aid. Yeah, is it, it hits different. Yeah, there was a whole thing where a bunch of people always. I mean, I'd say a bunch of people, white kids of wealth, <laughs> would often say. God, let me get the voice right. God, this place is a fucking prison, bro. Yeah. This place yeah, is a oh, prison. I, that was every weekend. Every weekend, God, this place is a prison. I can't even I can't even smoke. I got toboed. Toboed was the, the sling for a tobacco violation. Yeah. For doing dip in my dorm, bro. Swag. This place is a prison. I'm not free. Got a curfew. Ooh. I'm just like, I don't know. The food's free. Yeah. Yeah. I get to eat three times a day. Oh, I'm chilling with my homies. I'm chilling with my homies. Yeah. And I got Smash Bros. Yeah. No. 
I was like, I'm freer than I've ever been. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like in many ways, that feeling of being trapped is a mindset. Mm. I think the pandemic hit me with that too, because I was I was so unhappy in the thing that we don't talk about mm-hmm. uh for a while until I switched that up. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't go outside. So I was home a lot and there was no homies. Yeah. Smash Bros single player. And I'm I'm just thinking, damn. This shit sucks. Yeah. <laughs> this shit really sucks. But on the other hand, it's like you know, the essentials are met. You know, I still got people around me and Jasmine and I had each other and that was great. Yeah. But I never once thought, man, this shit is a prison. Right. Like I should just go outside, take my mask off, scream, spit on people, let them spit on me, you know, let them toxins <laughs> fly or whatever. Like I, I just, I never felt that it was necessary to, to go be, to go do whatever. Yeah. Just because I was stuck in a situation that wasn't ideal. You do have to make the best of it, if yeah. at all possible. It's definitely a lesson I, I took away from, from Smash. Cause that shit's like music. You ever like close your eyes after playing Smash Brothers and like see combos in your mind? Yes, all the very time. Very much so. <laughs> I think back like that's Smash was very like my so. football, dude. I was like, oh, I really fucked that play up. I wonder how many hours you really put into that game. Too many, upwards of like lifetime for over four years. How many months is a thousand hours? Batting, do the math. Batting, do the math. And, yeah, and we'll add it. We'll Batting's gonna do the yeah. math, and oof, but it's a big number. As I'm sure it is. One thousand hours equals forty-one days of nothing but Smash Brothers. Damn, Batting just put it up on screen. Damn, yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of time that we probably played Smash Brothers, and I don't regret a single second of it. Not at all. It was worth it. Yeah, I could have been into so much shit that wouldn't have helped me out at that time. What was okay? Because you said because we talked about how a lot of people felt as if they were in a prison while in high school. Was there ever a moment that you felt that way while you were there? If not, has there ever been a moment where you felt that way, like in your life? Like my life's a prison. Yeah, there have been many times where I thought that my life is a prison of my own design. Absolutely. Mm. In what way? I mean. I think regret is a very powerful force. I feel like the specific intersection of the things that make me anxious make it so that when something is going wrong in my life and I feel like it's my fault, it feels very difficult to escape like the negative feedback loop of thoughts about that. So there have definitely been points throughout my life where I'm like, oh, I really fucked up. Yeah. And... It feels like everything in my life is now shaped by this mistake that I made and I can't get out of it. And usually the reality is, is that it's bad right now. It gets better. It always does. Right. But there have definitely been times where I'm thinking to myself, God, like I, I, this is my fault. Right. And I can't escape it. This is a prison. Yeah. But never because it's like, oh, like I got caught breaking a 
school or something. You know, no, something no. like silly. No, no, no. It, it was no. never like a silly thing. It, it felt very existential, some of the things that I've gone through. I I very much relate to what you're saying, actually. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. It's tough. <laughs> it's really it's really tough. I wish... I don't know if there's like universal advice that we give to somebody in that position, if you're there now and you're listening, but... All I can really say is that it does get better and that your life's not actually a prison at the no. end of the day. And um, life goes on. Life will go on. You will not be removed from the social world entirely unless you really, really like fucked up, in which case you should feel bad. But I feel like there are such specific cases where that's the case. Like right. at the end of the day, whatever mistake you made won't be the last mistake you make. But it also won't be the end of you doing good things that make you or other people you care about happy. So don't let that stop you. Keep pushing. Yeah. Regret's part of life. Mario doesn't let anything stop him. I'll tell you Mario that. doesn't let shit stop him, dude. <laughs> and frankly, Mario's predicament in life is terrifying. <laughs> Imagine there's a turtle pulling up on you. Your height. Mm. That's a ninja turtle, bro. Imagine you're jumping on Donatello, Michelangelo, Raphael, times 40 every day of your life. And you're Italian. I don't know if that's like an additional challenge. I guess it's just a neutral modifier. At what point does Mario be like, yo, Peach, you've been kidnapped like 50 times now. Like, nah, I'm, I'm like, that shit's on purpose. I'm tired of saving your ass. I'm like, Bowser Jr.? That's your son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what kind of dynamic you oh, decided no. to involve me in <laughs> no. but i do not i don't want to do this anymore wait is mario a simp <laughs> mario is a simp though but i feel like mario is a wholesome simp yeah no yeah. like he really is just like you he know people no bad intentions no not at all he's just a pure soul peach writes to him i i come to the castle like i want to bake you a cake and it's not a euphemism i actually like it more that it's not is it not I don't want it to be. I prefer <laughs> yeah. I prefer that he so earnestly is like, wow, like Peach is so nice. She made me a cake. I'm gonna go get it. Yeah. And like that, get there's that no cake, Mario. <laughs> yeah. Get that cake. I want to go get it. Eat too. that cake, Mario. That's, that's why he's my guy, you know? <laughs> no. Go get the cake. Mario <laughs> Mario's wholesome. That's actually I just feel like I used to be so cynical and want my characters to always have like a a dark kind of thing going on or like, you know, that the, every fan theory for every show ever is like the character secretly died in yeah. episode one or something. Like now I'm like, nah, sincerity. Mario wants a cake. Peach gives him a kiss on the cheek at the end of the game. I mean, that's that's kind of Nintendo's whole MO though, right? Right. Well, I mean, yeah, for the most part. I mean, I, I would argue that Zelda is probably their main first party franchise that has diverged the most into the realm of like darker material yeah but oh no metroid's also a thing but no one cares about metroid it's not very mainstream pretty it's niche not. it's very niche people should get good games but yeah no one cares um but i would say even with zelda it's still it's still link is is the hero at yeah. the end of the day Zelda's the princess at the end of the day i feel like there's there's very little yeah. um, complexities with the like the personalities of 
the protagonists in mm. those stories. And I, but I feel like that's what makes it work so well. I think Dan Harmon, he's like the creator of Community and one of the co-creators of Rick and Morty. I actually could be completely misquoting him on this. That's fine. Um, but he said that like what makes some stories work is you have simple characters, complex stories. Yeah. You can't have a complex story. No, actually, I completely reverse that. Simple story, complex characters. Mm-hmm. The story doesn't have to be complicated if your characters are rich and interesting people and you want to see what happens to them. Because there are some characters who I would watch literally like cross the street and throw their garbage in like a dumpster because they're compelling yeah. and interesting, even though like the thing they're doing is kind of lame. I feel like that's kind of the the Marvel model. Oh, for sure. Because no one, like, we have to release the idea that there is actually a plot yeah. after Endgame. There's no plan. There's no plan. I don't, you don't have to talk about that. We don't, we don't got to go. But I'm not upset about it. Yeah. I just think, you know, I I watched some of them and I'm like, that was kind of whack or whatever. But I like Spider-Man. Or like, I really like Shang-Chi, actually. And I was like, the characters are fun. Yeah. And that's what matters. It's what gets you invested. It's but honestly... It's a simple plot, though. But yeah. yeah. Real simple plots. Yeah. People want the plots to be more complicated. They don't know what they want. Don't listen to fans. <laughs> but are you saying Zelda is complex plot, simple character? No, I think it's simple character. But that's the thing. With, with stuff like Zelda or Mario, it's like, depending on which one you're playing, like a lot of the central characters are very simple. So Link literally has no personality outside of... Like, he's a silent protagonist. Yeah. Mario mostly doesn't talk. And again, It's a me! <laughs> I've never seen it Bro, coming. It was so easy. Here we go. Come on. Here we come. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, I, Alyssa, I get it. I'm with you. Yeah. Because, you know, Toad is played by Keegan Michael Key. And he sounds great. <laughs> like, he sounds like Toad. I'm like, everyone's so into it. And then Chris, uh, I should stay with the dinosaurs. I'm going to let it go. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not upset. Yeah. But, yeah, Link's a simple. He doesn't talk. He just literally picks up his sword he's about his business he's cool but he's not complicated but then again the story is also because you were playing breath of the wild right yeah i'm currently playing it yeah i, I let played it in a, in a couple months like a month or two but yeah hop back on it's great the sequel drops uh next year yeah i need to beat it yeah you need to beat it and the fun thing about that game is you can beat it in 40 minutes yeah that's the the speed run record because in breath of the wild if you haven't played it's a change from the Zelda formula. It's like an open world. And you start, you wake up, you do a few basic tasks to get acclimated with the game. Then the main quest is, okay, go beat the bad guy. Right. And if you want, you can pull up to the final boss at any point, fight him, and beat the game. Yeah. And yet, I put 80 hours into that game and did not do that <laughs> because there's so much else to do right it's the journey not the destination and that makes the plot both really simple but also really personal because you're doing everything on your own and those are my favorite kind of video game stories but yeah i guess it's not really the character is simple the plot simple still works and you know what else would be simple is just saying uh here we go we can't do that you know what else is really simple what not punching the shit out of your teammate yeah that is very simple actually yeah and yet, 
Do you want to expound on that? Draymond Green of the Golden State Warriors, the cockiest team in sports, second only to the Tom Brady era New England Patriots. <laughs> uh, I think they're more cocky than the New England they, Patriots. They must be. They are there are more cocky, honestly. Yeah. And yet, didn't they blow it? Let me stop. Shout out LeBron. Shout anyway. out LeBron James. That's my guy. But anyway. LeBron is kind of like the Mario of the NBA. Because he's basic? <laughs> Has no real opinions. <laughs> has a movie. Because he's the man. That's why. Right. Yeah. And he's a little corny, but everyone loves him. Okay, I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah, everyone loves Mario. Yeah, Mario's a little corny. It's yeah. okay, though. That's all right. Who's Sonic, then? Who's the equivalent of, like, you know, the, the rival who, you know, now is a little disrespected, but he's coming up? KD? Kevin Durant is Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, that's going to be the album art. You know? uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Draymond punched his teammate in the face at a practice. Jordan Poole, who's our age. Yeah. Mid-20s. Uh, might be younger than us. Might be younger, yeah. They got some kind of altercation that ended with uh, Draymond getting in his face. Poole pushes him off. Next thing you know, well, pow! Falcon punch to the jaw. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. And the video leaked. So we knew there was an altercation before, but then the video was released yeah. via TMZ. Some intern came up on some big money. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's the state of things. How do you feel about it, Caleb? Um, I have a couple thoughts. Okay. One, I'm, I'm extremely happy that the attention is no longer on the Boston Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> we switched coasts. Yeah. Yeah, because now there hasn't been shit about the Celtics since yeah. the last episode dropped. <laughs> since our last episode Super dropped. Super weird. Obviously, we spoke about the Ime Udoka situation. There's been radio silence. No one knows anything that's going on. Probably a ton of like legal issues. They made it internal. Um, but you know, the NBA preseason started. The team looks amazing. Like we're blowing people out. Very excited for the season. So okay. it feels great to be out of the headlines because usually if you're in the headlines, it's not for a good reason. Number two, there there's absolutely no justification for ever. I mean, usually there's no justification for punching someone in the face like that in right. general. Unless you're Will Smith. But <laughs> especially your teammate. Especially your teammate, and it's like especially at practice, like it's practice. It's practice, um, and that's what Draymond Green did is literal assault. If I got into any sort of dispute with my coworker and punched them in the face the way that Draymond Green did at practice, I would literally get arrested. Like, I would go to jail. Yeah, you'd probably go to jail. Yeah. <laughs> you'd yeah. probably go to jail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but if so, you're that nice at basketball. Well, okay, so that so yeah. that's the last part, right? Because there's this whole this whole culture about sports and, and celebrities, how they kind of have almost immunity because of their status and, and the amount of money they make. And, um, and so, you know all these people that are associated with the NBA and former players are like, how could this get leaked? It kind of violates the confidentiality Come that on, comes guys. with the brotherhood. And, you know, like we hate to see like one of our guys get taken down like this. It's like, bro, if, he's there, if he's one of your guy, guys did get taken down yeah, by your guy, saying. like you need to call him out on his shit. Like 
if that's first of all that that behavior is unacceptable for a grown adult you're a grown-ass man secondly if that you make nba money if they're acting as if that is like normal behavior in the locker room or at practice that's also not okay locker room talk yeah yeah exactly that doesn't make it okay because it's it's common for people to get into fist fights at practice like no cut yeah. that shit out this ain't hockey um so i mean i don't know if I, if they do make a shit ton of money and jordan Poole is lined up to to sign over a hundred million dollar contract this year and so he'll be okay regardless. Yeah. But if I was in his position, I would have a very difficult time going back to practice or and playing, playing with this dude. With this dude, knowing that he just tried to take my head off my shoulders. True. True. Did but did you hear the rumor of what he said to uh Draymond? What was it? It's like you a triple single? <laughs> That's probably not what happened, but that did make me laugh. I mean, so yeah, there's so there's that rumor. It's also the rumor that apparently Poole has been acting different or been like a little cocky since they won the championship because he knows that he's lined up for this massive payday. And there's kind of, there may be tension between the two of them because the manager, the general manager is basically going to have to choose one or the other who's going to get paid. Hmm. And if you're in the general manager's position, Poole is is younger. He's more skilled than Draymond Green. He's light skinned. He's light skinned. He, he's like <laughs> he's likely to be there for Sometime. five plus years. Right. Whereas Draymond's at the end of his tenure at the as an NBA player, he is still like a valuable player, but he he's very unique. Like he's not a scorer at all. You, basically, you have to make the decision like who's going to be more valuable right. in the future. Draymond also, he's kind of at a, a career dead end. I mean, he has a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a good look. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so there's some tension there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's just not okay. Yeah, it's unacceptable. I I don't know if we actually talked about the the infamous slap on the show, which is hilarious. I think that happened... In the six month gap, Will Smith, you're talking about? Yeah, the Will Smith slap. That might have been a lost content. Yeah, I was going to say, I think we did talk about it, but it never came out. Yeah, I mean, the group chat yeah. was popping. <laughs> the group chat was popping because I feel like everyone I know was very surprised that I was like, yeah, Will should have slapped him. But I also feel like it's mostly because I personally just think the whole thing is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like, I think people took it too seriously. I thought it was really funny. But also, um, yeah, the, the the amount of discourse and yeah, go ahead. Sorry, yeah, no, yeah, we don't have to revisit yeah, it. No. <laughs> we really, I'd rather we, I'd rather we don't. Yeah, I, I just bring it up to say that in that case, for my reasons, I was like, yeah, like I get it. I wanted a slap up, but okay. In this case, it's like, nah, come on. There's, there's no, there's no really riding around in such a way where it's in any way even understandable. Also, Will Smith and Chris Rock could go the rest of their lives and never have to speak to each other ever again. Exactly. That's the other big thing. Jordan Poole and Draymond Green are teammates. Teammates. <laughs> That's your team. They, they probably spend more time with each other than they do with their families. Yeah. 
And that's that's going to be super uncomfortable. It's not going to be sustainable for any kind of working environment. Like he literally, they literally have to pass each other a ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, whack points. Whack points to Draymond Green. Yeah, I think that's fair. How many out of ten? Um, I mean, this is pretty whack. This was pretty whack. What what was the last? What was we gave whack points to Drake? We gave whack points to Drake and whack points to Simps. Um, Sims got seven. Drake got what? He got like five. Five. If he got five, he deserved more. But we won't revisit it. Uh, this is more whack than what Drake did. Yeah. So I'm gonna give this a solid. This is an eight whack point. Yeah. This eight whack point tier foolishness. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's fair. That's totally fair. Eight whack points to Draymond. Eight Green. whack points to Draymond Green. Well, there's kind of there's someone else who could probably get some whack points this week, but. <laughs> I gotta think about it. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Yeah. Kanye West. Uh, yeah. Didn't have Very to, whack. Didn't have to think too hard. I didn't have to think one. too hard. Kanye getting nine, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Kanye's getting nine. Why is that? Why lives matter, bro? Yeah. Because <laughs> I think here's the thing: when somebody says all lives matter, mm-hmm. it's like okay, like you're being annoying because there's I feel like for you there's there's like a conceptual block here. That's preventing you from understanding the purpose behind Black Lives Matter, the slogan. I don't want to speak about the organization because I have my own issues. But, you know, the slogan itself, the movement, I think there's this conceptual block that's preventing you from understanding it. Your own biases, whatever, you go all lives matter. And it's one of those things like it's obviously true, but you're also deliberately missing the point. Mm -hmm. Or you're missing the point, maybe not deliberately. White lives matter is you deliberately missing the like that's you say white lives matter when you want to be annoying as fuck and this is where I'm like done with Kanye I'm just like you want to be annoying as fuck yeah you've wanted to be annoying as fuck for a long time troll but now you're just trolling and I hate that people are taking the bait yeah I hate that he is further legitimating and 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 basically frothing up white supremacists by hopping on Fox News and Tucker Carlson to talk about it and then randomly bringing Lizzo into it. It's just, it's nasty work. I'm not a fan right. at all. Uh, and it's, it's wild. I'm working on a new video, finally, um, where I talk about brands, mm. brands as people, and obviously Kanye's of note, especially recently with this whole thing with Adidas and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I just don't want to talk about him anymore. He pisses me off. Just being annoying. Uh, okay, I I agree. Can we at least clown the Yeezy season nine fits? Oh please, can we? <laughs> please. Oh my god. They look ridiculous. They look like They're alien. so fun to watch though. Yeah. It's like oh, they made this model shave their head for this. <laughs> I feel bad for the models. Honestly. I feel really bad for them. I'm like, come like on, imagine dude. that you're a big break as a model. You're like, oh my god, you're gonna be on Yeezy runway, which it's it's great exposure, right? Yeah, but I mean it's it's huge. Everyone's it, gonna it see it. It is huge. Everyone's gonna be watching. The entire fashion world is watching. Black Twitter is watching. Is that a good thing? I'd be scared as hell if, if Black Twitter collectively was watching listen, me do anything. I would. I personally wouldn't want to be in that situation. But no. if what you're looking for is, is attention that? and clout, 
That's exactly where you want to be. Well, that makes sense then. And so you step on, you're like, okay, okay, what, what do I have to wear? What do I have to wear? Oh, yeah, you have to shave your head and get rid of your eyebrows and wear this shit that makes you look like you're from Jupiter. Not even. <laughs> Jupiter, one of its moons could probably sustain life. <laughs> you look like you're dressed for Pluto, dog. <laughs> Mercury. <laughs> Alpha Centauri. I, and I know, I don't know, maybe this is ignorant, but because I, I'm not. Wait, can I just say I love that phrase as an opening to anything? <laughs> maybe this is ignorant, but this is like, nah, full no, self. no, full because... self, full self, full self, go for it. No, no, I recognize my ignorance when it comes to the fashion industry. Oh, for sure. I'm not a fashionista. In any way, shape, or form. Just like a full disclaimer, the hosts of Anything full But disclaimer. Work have no dread. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, we literally spoke about it. We, like, we spoke, and yeah. we're on the record. Yeah. We, we know. Yeah. So, at a certain point, I'm just like, how the fuck is this fashion? <laughs> uh, no, seriously. <laughs> what, like, what, what defines fashion at this point? Because no one's going to be wearing this shit on a daily basis. Well, I think that's kind of... No, go ahead, go ahead. I I, I genuinely want to hear what you're thinking. It's like, I feel like fashion has genres. I'm trying to get into fashion. I still don't know what I'm doing. Okay. But I'm kind of interested in the ideas behind it now. Uh, In terms of self-expression, like, I feel like there's avant-garde stuff. So, like, I'm sure you saw, like, the Bella Hadid spray-on dress thing. Yeah. Which is really cool, but super impractical because she's standing there for a good like four or five minutes. Yeah. And they're shooting her with white foam. And I'm just like, the edits on this are going to be really unfortunate this week. And also, <laughs> it's just, it's impractical yeah. in reality. But it's a cool concept. And I feel like making out of the box concepts in fashion. And putting those as these extreme points sort of pulls the average up, if that makes sense. What's the average of what? Like the baseline of what's fashionable. Okay. It shifts forward, not because you're leaping to my clothes are spray on now, but because you move a little closer to these kind of concepts that are expanding what's possible. So it's not really about practicality in some respects. It's just about... How can we use clothing to modify the appearance of the human form in ways that are visually stimulating or interesting or expressive? I think that's neat. Do I think Kanye West is necessarily good at those things? Uh, No, because everyone looks goofy as hell. To me. (laughs) That's where the subjective comes in. Okay. But I get the idea of like putting weird shit in fashion shows. I think sometimes, not all the time. Did you see the the wind tunnel? Like it was like Fashion Week a couple yeah, of years ago. I saw that too. Where they're like actually like about to like fly off. Yeah, I also saw one that was recent. I think it might have been like Balenciaga or something, where they're they're literally walking through like a mud pit. Like they their runway yes. is a mud pit. No, okay, that was fucking dumb. I have no defense and, of that. And see, I, I very <laughs> okay. I very much now the way you explained it makes a lot of sense. Yay. I just feel like who, I don't know who defines fashion more. Is it 
the people that are in charge of these run like runway fashion week shows right or i don't know like these like neighborhoods or mm. or cultures that at the local level at the local level that start Regular wearing people. something or start a certain trend and it's and it spreads and, and grows from there and i don't know maybe it's some kind of blend between the two but i don't i just i guess i haven't been able to see the connection of what i'm wearing on a daily basis to whatever's on stage to what i see on stage at at fashion week i think that's a i think that's a great insight i feel like i would lean the local level is like really what's defining fashion anyone else on the higher end like they're deluding themselves yeah if they think that they're more influential at the end of the day like what people will wear on a regular basis and what makes them feel good is going to be what defines fashion for most people. Right. If you're really into fashion and you make that sort of like your personality, you either have a shit ton of money mm. or let's say you don't, people who do have a shit ton of money are going to start buying your style as soon as possible. Yeah. Once they decide that it's palatable to them. Yeah. Because... I mean, it's kind of like celebrities dressing like Kanye with like the super workwear kind of vibe. It's not intentionally dressing like shit. They don't look like shit. Mm-hmm. But it is dressing below what they can afford, except now the workwear jacket is $700. Yeah. And now if you, know, you want to wear dickies as a regular person, <laughs> you're a hype beast. That's right. weird. Right. Everything is co-opted when it comes from the bottom up. And then the up convinces you that they made this shit. That's a good point. It's not is that really fashion? Is that what fashion should be? That's I wanna know. No drip. I have no drip. No but drip. I do I do like your explanation about basically like pushing boundaries. I think that makes a lot of sense. Right. I think that makes a lot of sense. You can't all dress like uh Bella Hadid. I mean, did you see uh you see uh this was a while uh, this was a couple weeks ago, I think but Kanye went on Drink Champs. Do you know what that is? Yeah, you want I didn't know that. I think he was on I'm pretty sure it was Drink Champs and basically he was I think that I think Drink Champs is filmed in Florida. I could be wrong. It's either Florida or LA. It's basically like a warm climate area. Right. And oh, I think he I comes in now. he's like Kanye's basically worn the same shit for the past year, which is like this heavy black jacket, big like, ass hoodie. Like big ass black hoodie black baggy pants full ski mask full ski mask big ass black boots and like yo it's it's 90 degrees outside and kanye was like i will sweat like i don't care how hot it is i will sweat my ass off because i'm going to dress well i'm going to dress nice no matter what that's my number one priority that's the most lucid thing he said in the last 12 months (laughs) he like him saying that i'm like okay yeah It makes sense. <laughs> Starting a Christian private school in California. That's Kanye West. Wait, what? Oh, you're not familiar with Donda? No. The academy he started named after his mother? No. Yeah, like kids go there. He started a school. I didn't even know that. Yeah. He oh. started a school. I would never send my child to It's a cult. Cult. <laughs> Sorry, I had a little hitch in my throat. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would never send my kid to 
that would you send your kid to boarding school or donda <laughs> i'd definitely rather send my kid to boarding school than donda i don't know i thought mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know i think about it i don't want to put my kid in some kind of jonestown situation <laughs> but at the same time nah okay i wanted to send my kid there it would be a funny story for me to tell not a funny story for them to live yeah exactly and that's important as a consideration when you do these things, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. So nine neck what nine, nine whack points to Kanye, eight to Draymond Green. That almost feels unfair to Draymond, but no, <laughs> like he really. I like that we have the cap at ten. Yeah, I like yeah. that we have the cap at ten. I think yeah. that's important. That's important. It's good to have a scale. Yeah, yeah. scale. Just so you know who's really fucking up, because we're back on Kanye next episode. <laughs> you know it's bad. You know it's bad. <laughs> I'm like, damn, we have a company. You do? Are you finished, old man? <laughs> These licks. Well, I mean, he's now officially, as of today, banned on Instagram. So maybe he is finished. He's also banned from the Kardashian uh, complex of homes, which makes me think. Maybe as a last topic, a lot of celebrity divorces. Yeah, going on. I mentioned uh, Tom Brady era New England Patriots. Well, that man uh, unretired and uh, is also leaving his marriage. Yeah, well, he's he is getting divorced by his wife. Oh, so, so she's filing. She's filing for divorce. Yeah, I saw that come after he unretired. That man must hate his kids, bro. He does not want to be around his family. By the way, his wife is Giselle Bundchen, who is like the biggest one of the biggest supermodels of all time, and soon to be single. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, hop on that, people. Yeah, keep yeah. us posted. Go slide in those DMs. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but yeah, it's so what. I mean, Adam Levine caught cheating. We talked about email last Ime. week. T, uh, Tia Maori announced that she's getting divorced from her husband of fourteen years, partner of twenty two. Jeez. Yeah, this week. That's With the same time. picture she posted for their anniversary like two weeks ago. Oof. So he probably cheated because uh, she loves that dude for real, for real. Every interview, Oof. she that's her king. Yeah. But nah, not no more. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is, man. Something must be in the water. Yeah. I'm not drinking it. <laughs> <laughs> Say this right now. I'm probably <laughs> not going to drink it. not going to wood. Airtight over here. Yeah, yeah. Black men don't cheat. <laughs> if you cheat, you're not a black man to me. I don't know what race you are, bro. Go ahead up, uh, Rachel. Sorry. Minor side note. Because I, I can't believe I didn't talk to you about this before. You remember Rachel Dolezal? I already know where this you is. You already going. know where I'm going. <laughs> Rachel Dolezal. Uh, probably saying her name wrong but uh, she also was it. riding her race wrong for years yeah uh pretended well she basically effectively cosplayed as a black woman for like 20 years and she was what the president of the naacp yeah of her like local that? branch of the naacp okay the advancement of colored people and uh she lacked color herself because she was a white woman <laughs> So no one really knows what's going on. We're especially confused now because she has started an OnlyFans account. Um, this knowledge was forced upon me by my Twitter feed, and now I inflict the psychic damage onto our audience. I'm sorry. Now you know. 
So, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, but as we've said in the past, what? if you have an OnlyFans, more power to you. you no, know? seriously, more power. I, I can't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I tried to be like, even Rachel, but I'm like, we should not support this. We should not support this. We Let's not. I'm not going to, actually. I'm just like, get help. Yeah. Yeah. For her specifically. Everyone else, no. more power to you. Right. Yeah. But no. No. You don't get to do that. Nah. You don't get to do that. She's probably making money, though. Oh, absolutely. She's making bread. Yeah. <laughs> because morbid curiosity is actually a really powerful motivator. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. It definitely is. But back on celebrity divorces, there's a lot happening. Uh, there's a lot of it's just bad situations. And so I, I'm curious, Caleb, as we consider the end of all these marriages, like, do you feel like there's any unifying theory like you said there's something in the water but like let's go deeper yeah i mean i've heard a theory that uh the pandemic has damaged men specifically <laughs> men specifically yes mm-hmm. because i feel like i could be wrong but of all i mean at least all the situations you just laid out it seems as if the man in the situation and not to make this like a binary discussion but it seems as if the man in the situation is the one that is either like stepping out or is getting is having the divorce initiated on them is, yes is having the divorce initiated on them whether that like whether it's like tom brady who is like choosing to play football over his family he or, definitely hates his kids or, I, I'm, I can't think of any other explanation or i mean kanye just being kanye but I mean, Kanye has been Kanye to the like the the like hundredth degree since the last two years. Yeah. Um, Udoka cheating on Nia Long. It, it just seems like, you know, we gotta do better. Yeah. Oh, well, here's my thing. I'm not gonna claim the sins. <laughs> I'm just gonna be like, I don't know. For, no, seriously. Like, I'm just. I'm like, fellas, do better. Yeah. But I'm doing good, personally. <laughs> I'm not going to say, fellas, we got to do... No, we don't have to do shit. I, I am being a great partner, and I'm constantly trying to be a better partner every day. And I feel like baseline in a monogamous relationship, don't fucking cheat. Yeah. And it's that simple. Because I don't even want to assume everyone involved here is cheating. Adam Levine, that nigga was cheating. Matter of fact, now that I want to manifest since we got produced by Zach in our DMs. Adam Levine, uh, if you want to explain your side of the story, that's a ABW podcast. Instagram, DMs open. Yeah, we're glad you host you Let's in the talk. studio. Let's talk. It's about to sound like Give you that a episode claw. is fucking amazing. Get, yeah, take a white cloth and explain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can also be the first white person on the show. Is that true? I mean, there's only been there's only been four, three, four people who've been on the show. There's me, you, Miles. Jasmine, my, damn, yeah. There's only four people on the show. No white people. Yeah. Now's your chance. If you're white, <laughs> if you're white, 
and you would like to be on an episode of Anything But Word, <laughs> serious inquiries only. <laughs> Let us know. Just for the sake, you could talk about anything. I mean, there are limits, but let's go there. I, I would actually love to have like a debate episode of the show. A debate of what? Anything. Not nothing like too serious, but like, uh-huh. you know, just take a side. All right, we could find some debate topics for an episode. Yeah, that's definitely going to happen. Yeah. Wait, my unifying theory for why people are cheaters, I got it all figured out. I don't think the pandemic broke men per se, but I think with these celebrities in particular, looking down the list, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Adam Levine, you know, Maroon Five for whatever reason has been making music perpetually for some time. Yeah, he's probably out promoting that music, radio tours out and about. Tom Brady playing football. Tia Maori's husband was a much less successful actor. And she is, but you know, he was acting, he was an all American. Yeah. You know? Ime, obviously. He was running with the Celtics as if it's a busy thing. Right. I feel like the nature of the pandemic has made it so that some people, some famous people, who by the nature of their celebrity are very out in the public eye, and oh my god, I literally forgot the most famous cheating person. Not the most famous, but the most personally painful to me in this whole conversation. Dude, the Try Guys scandal? What is that? Oh, you don't know. Okay. So there's this YouTube channel called The Try Guys. Uh-huh. They started as a show on BuzzFeed. Four guys from BuzzFeed literally would just try things. This is the early 2010s. You didn't need a great gimmick. You just needed a gimmick. Yeah. And they would just try stuff together. And that was their thing. They were very popular. They spun off into their own channel and organization. Okay. So the Try Guys each have a thing. Eugene, queer representation, the best one. He's just the most interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe the other one is Zach. Basically, the other three are are different flavors of white. But one of them, his whole gimmick, Ned Fulmer, is that he is the ultimate wife guy. Wife? Yes. Okay. He loves his wife, Ariel, so much. His whole gimmick is that he loves his wife. Okay. He wrote a cookbook, New York Times bestseller, that is a recipe, recipes that he and his wife make for their date nights. Oh, wow. That's cute. It's very cute, right? He's like all about his wife. Last week, or two weeks ago, I guess now, on Reddit, people are posting pictures from a bar with him making out with their production manager for the show <laughs> who he's been working with for 10 years. Yeah. Straight macking over dinner, bro. Yeah. He's been cheating on his wife for God knows how long with one of his employees oh. who was also engaged oh. to her boyfriend of 10 years. Oof. Big oof. He made a whole statement. Damn. I, my focus should always be my family, and I lost sight of that. I had a consensual workplace relationship. <laughs> it's like, bro, you had to throw consensual in there because now I'm thinking, well, was it not? I don't know. Probably, I, I'm assuming yes, but still, come yeah. on. Weird shit to say. Uh, the Try Guys had to change the logos, change, you know, delete him off. 
saying we're no longer working with Ned. Really? Yeah, they had to drop a video. I still need to watch the video. I mean, Jasmine's friend uh, is also like really into this, and Jasmine could care less. So we like we hopped on Facetime, and I'm like, "Girl, how crazy is this shit?" I used to be a big fan, so yeah, I'm hurting. Yeah, but it, it builds into my theory, which be- is because Ned also is, you know, notably a very outward facing personality who by the nature of his job, probably did have significant time where he was away from home. Yeah. And my theory essentially is that a lot of these celebrities got sloppy because the pandemic forced them to force them to be home longer for a period of time. And now that things are lining up, they're getting back out into things. All the strategies that they had to be sneaky about this shit have fallen apart. And mm. now it's a lot easier to get sloppy when not only are you, you know, jumping back into doing things, being outside, making sure your public persona is that you're a very loyal husband, and then on the low, open secret in Hollywood, you're doing shady shit. On top of the fact that now your partner has seen you more in a one-on-one situation and is more attentive to your patterns than they might have been when you both were busy with other things. Mm. So now it's, huh. You know, like, what's going on with Ned? Like, I didn't really think about this before. But now that we're, like, back outside, he really outside. Like, where is this man? <laughs> so, you know, I'm not, because it's not, I'm sure it's not always that the wife is figuring it out. Yeah, yeah. But that's just my theories. The pandemic, you know, forced a hard reset. And people just started picking up on things. And then once the return happened, homies started getting sloppy. Because, you know, not everyone is stupid as Tristan Thompson, where it's just so obvious. And That's then you different. get caught. That's a different level of like, I don't even want to bring him into, into the level. Right. Because he's just like, they're sloppy. And then there's like, you're in court at the same time as you convinced your partner to have another surrogate child with you. Like that, come on. That's evil. Yeah. That's some evil shit, dude. Yeah. That's evil. But yeah, that's my theory. So, uh, fellas, do better. Me personally... <laughs> I don't know what that's like, but y'all have fun over there. I ain't fucking this up. I'm winning right now. My shit's great. So, king shit, let's go. Black men don't cheat. And uh, if you cheat, you're not black. (laughs) Period. (laughs) Period. Yeah, what did Joe Biden say? If you vote for Donald Trump, you're not black. You're not black. (laughs) And he said, period, poo. Fixed his nails. Walked out. That's oh, exactly man. what happened. You heard Joe Biden is uh, forgiving uh, felons who uh, have weed possession? Yeah, that's great. Could be better. But yeah, it's not it's not bad at all. I'm happy about it. <laughs> I'm... I mean, of course, it could be, but everything could be better. Yeah, it could be. Everything could be better. The bar is high. I'm just like, do you want to win the midterms or not? Yeah. <laughs> You're talking about forgiving. Forgive, legalize federally, and uh, make it enforceable on a state level. Who's really going to be mad about free weed? Or, sorry, legal weed. It's not going to be free. Yeah, definitely. That's why the free. states should be excited. Because definitely that, will not be That free. tax base going to grow. Yeah. You're scamming poor people with uh, the lottery. Not just sell weed. It's that easy. I don't understand why they don't do this. The lottery. 
It's the lottery's a scam, bro. Yeah. And I say this as someone who I think my particular <laughs> mental itches make me extremely susceptible. I'm actually going to Vegas in January and I'm legit scared. Oh, that's gonna be lit. It's Wait, gonna be super is that lit. with the Adele for the Adele concert? For the Adele it concert. It finally got rescheduled. Dude, that concert was supposed to happen around my twenty fourth birthday in March. <laughs> I'm gonna be damn near twenty five when I finally yeah. this she was tripping. That's but wild. I'm excited. I am scared though to be in Vegas. Just have an addictive personality. I enjoy gambling. See shit like that. I never want to say that because yeah. I'm. But I'm very far from addicted to it. I yeah. Just like, I like playing. I like playing blackjack. And I like making. I like wagering on different like sports games or fights. Nice. Um, oh, conflict. What? It's like conflict. No, no, no. Winning money from it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like it's fun. It, it boosts. It boosts my stake in it. Mm. So it makes me enjoy it a little right. bit more. It's like I can get more invested in the the Boston Celtics. Exactly. No, I never. I never bet on my own teams. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because. Well, actually, that's not true. I do. Only when I know we're gonna win. <laughs> well, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh no, we finna lose. Yeah, nah, I'll never, I'll never. <laughs> Thirty on the other team. Yeah, I'll never do that. Never, there are a lot of people who do do that. I would never do. That. I mean, I'm sure there are some people in New York who do it against the Knicks. Out of principle, be honest, can never do it. We know you bet against the Knicks on the low, bro. You can be real. Make a lot of money doing that. Make a lot of money, but then that's the thing: who's betting on the Knicks? So uh, that might be where the good money's at, just in terms of like the pot. Shit, I might have to do that. Bet on the Knicks. Their season, baby. Have fun with that. Let's go. Get my Yankee fitted with the Tims. <laughs> <laughs> Just start false claiming. <laughs> like, ah, <laughs> oh, man. Another great episode of Anything But Work. What do you think we're going to call this one? We went so many places. We talked about Mario and... It's-a me! <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's it. That's it. Damn, I don't think I can do a Mario impression. No, go ahead. What does he say, bro? Let me hear, let me hear your Luigi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you saying shit like that. Luigi's a pussy, and that's why I love him, bro. He's such a punk. He's so afraid, but he's still brave enough to try. Oh, so funny. Oh, Mario. <laughs> Let's go. That's the only piece of the trailer we didn't really talk about is Luigi, Luigi? at the very end. Bro, you know, Charlie Day is great casting. <laughs> Charlie is always sunny in Philadelphia. That is amazing casting for Luigi. It's not going to sound Italian, but nah. let it pass. You can look at Charlie Day and be like, he could be Italian. Chris Pratt is like, nah. nah. That guy's from the Midwest, but he's like, is a really big fan of the Confederacy. Just like off-site. <laughs> off-site. Chris Pratt probably got married on a plantation. That's a deep cut. That's a deep cut if that's, you're a yeah, fan of the show. That's a throwback. That's yeah. A, that's an OG. If you don't know about that, you better hop on wherever you get your podcast. You know. <laughs> Back to episode two. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's 15. Bad Ting, go ahead and plug our socials. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Insta at ABW Podcast and on TikTok at ABW Pod or shoot us an email at the anything but work pod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening again. Please, seriously, we really appreciate 
all the love yeah yeah please like share subscribe share yeah. it with your friends yeah force your friends to listen to this so you can eat it's a me <laughs> mario <laughs> last thing i'll say before we cut this off we have a friend in high school speaking of smash brothers and she always said mario as his name <laughs> and if you do that i'd like you to stop please that's not that's not it that's the psa of the episode yes yeah, the psa don't drink milk and his name is mario and on that note the men themselves wish you a good night this has been anything but work and nothing but classics here we go <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha